0: welcome there's no intro but uh maybe there should be there this is the last one the last ever uh ask tyler live i know i know i hear the disappointment i know (laughs) it's okay i think you'll live uh it will be replaced by other things uh but uh, how are you guys
1: Doing good here, man. I I appreciate the invite. NFL draft season is in full swing, so been busy over in between media, but it's Monday, man. We get to talk about football. It doesn't get much better than that.
0: I love that. I wish I could take some of your cheeriness and give it to myself, (laughs) but that has not happened recently. Uh, uh, draft right
2: around the corner, you know, it's a, hey, I, I can't complain. It's marathon Monday. I just got back from watching some of my friends running that 26.2 mile. I can't even, it's, it's incomprehensible in my mind how they do it, but you know, awesome for them, but I'm excited to, you know, wrap this up, uh, and get into some of that new stuff like you were talking about. I'm, I'm excited for oh, that. And what We'll have coming out.
0: Hey, if you <laughs> tell me to be ready quickly, it takes an hour. So I, I'm very impressed with Evan. Um, I apologize. That's my no, fault. Don't completely. worry about it. Um, this is the last ever show. So uh, it's not ever on my, this is the last ever of this show. This show. Okay.
3: Whew. I was going to go get my, my box of tissues. Start crying.
0: <laughs> no, this, this show is being canceled. The, the Tuesday show will, will remain. Um, yeah, we can. T- we'll talk about that a little bit more as, as the show goes. And then I have another uh, project in my back pocket um, that I'll, I'll talk about as well. Um, but yeah, we have some questions. There's a little bit of news which we can talk about. Um, and I promise, I promise, I'm, I'm going to make a promise to the people at the top of the show. We're going to talk about my budding fantasy football only fans less than three times. <laughs> less than three times. That was already one or less than three, so most one more throughout the rest of the show. Uh, we're not going to talk about that. You know, don't look it up on the internet. Don't look <laughs> it up. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, first question from Caleb. Thinking about setting an offer to my league, uh, 204 and Jimmy Garoppolo for a 2024 first. Um, would you... Offer of the 203 and or 202. And Jimmy T if no one accepts the 204. What do we think about
1: this one? I don't know why you're trying to trade out of the 2023 class, man. It is a deep class. Those second round picks mean a lot to me this season, especially in the super flex format. So I I I don't really get the like I understand there's a lot of appeal for the 2024 class as well, but uh, depending w- where you project that first round pick, I- if it's going to be a later first round pick, I'm just holding on to Jimmy G in my seconds. Yeah. I'll take I I would
3: first. personally, I'll take the first. Yeah. I'll take the 24 first. I mean, I've been like knees deep in like these prospects for the last couple of months and like, like yeah, it's a good, it's deep but I wouldn't say there's going to be a load of difference makers in the second round. I don't think it's going to be guys that are going to completely like change your, your dynasty, you know, roster. So for me at the shot of like, maybe getting a really elite player next year, I'd probably do that.
0: Well, you know, in dynasty, the one thing that people always want me to talk about more strategy, you know, they say, I don't talk about strategy, spend too much time talking about modeling um, and other things, but what was I talking about? Oh, right. I'm supposed to talk about football. Um, You always want to get the premium asset, the premium asset, right? You want to get a chance at premium assets in Dynasty. That's how you build winning Dynasty foundations. That's what we do on my Patreon. That's what we talk about. You know, that's how I help people win, you know, all 163 of those patrons. Um, And I appreciate each and every one of them. But we build premium assets. Oh, the 204, the 203, the 202. Probably not a premium asset. I mean, sometimes it happens. You know, there are... There are years where it happens. Occasionally you get that. Usually the profile of a second round pick is not a premium asset. Jimmy G, we know Jimmy G is not a premium asset. Jimmy G is it's just okay. 24 first, though, has upside to be a premium asset. So generally, if I'm not sure or if the value's close, you take the side that has the chance of something that's going to be premium. And that's the 24 first. I'm going to take the 24 first.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think the big thing for me is with Jimmy G, there's just question marks where we don't, sure he could be a QB two for your roster for mm, a couple of years, but that's about the the max upside, the potential that you're getting. And there's always still, you know, right now we have more rumors, more news coming out. The Raiders are looking at that quarterback position already looking ahead, moving on um, for, you know, maybe next year, even halfway through the year, whatever it is. So for me, I, I agree with, you know, you in terms of the 24 first, that that's the most valuable and the most potential, you know, valuable asset. So I, I'd rather take that swing um, almost in any case, I
0: feel like. Yeah. You know, I, what is Jimmy G
1: worth to you? Not much. It, Jimmy G, I, I'm not like super fond of, especially there's all these rumors, the Raiders, they were meeting with Hendon Hooker. They obviously have some sort of bias towards uh, Will Levis as well. So there is a chance they go quarterback, and Jimmy G is a w- one year bridge type of quarterback here in Las Vegas. I think it's those second round picks, though. Like I, I am intrigued by the top of the second round this year. Could a Dalton Kincaid fall to you? Could a, a, a Mayor fall to you? Ty J Spears. There's so many good running backs uh, and tight end prospects that I really like. So, so that's, I guess, what I'm a little more afraid of losing um I, I just don't know if i see that the same depth with the 2024 class a lot of high-end talent but if it's a what if it's a late first i, I think you lose out on that one
0: yeah but you always want to get the upside um yeah let's say who are the top five rookies in superflex before the draft um right now i have uh, bijan robinson at one uh bryce young at two cj stroud at three anthony richardson at four um, and then Jackson Smith and Jig five. Signed,
1: sealed, and that's right, what right, most yep. people
0: have. That's what most yep. people have. Uh, DLF ADP has uh, CJ Stroud at two, but that was done a few weeks ago. And that was when CJ Stroud was the favorite to be number one overall. And that's not going to happen anymore. That's It's going to be Bryce Young. So for, for those reasons, I, I have them essentially dead even. So I was just going to let the NFL make the decision for me because they're that close. So whoever goes first was probably going to be the one I was going to have first between Young and Stroud. And then Richardson is more of a black box for me. I haven't met four.
2: And, and then now you're hearing the Texans are, you know, he, listening to offers for that number two pick there. They've been inquired about it. I think it's just more telling uh. that they wanted Bryce Young at that two spot and they thought they were going to get him, um, you know, a, a month ago when uh, when CJ was that clear cut favorite kind of to go to the Panthers. And now we're hearing otherwise. Bryce Young looks like he's in the lead to go number one now. And, and so – Right. Along with that, the Texans are like, all right, well, if we can't get our guy, then then we might just trade down. And then for a team like that, I think if they're not sold on that one one player, that one quarterback, then I think that's a good move for them, to be fair, to, to try to consolidate or to try to kind of spread that one really high end asset out into maybe a couple couple picks going forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't buy it. I think they're just going to take C.J. Stroud. I don't, I don't see I, why. I still would. have the
1: belief that Stroud's going one. To be honest, I think that's a little bit of a smokescreen. Um, I'd be getting on Stroud. I have money down on him right now. Uh, I got it a little bit earlier when it was plus money uh, for him to go number one overall. I'm going to continue to ride that. I just think C.J. Stroud is the safer pro- product here. A uh, lot of question marks about Bryce Young, just in the size, and maybe I'm on an island, but. You just don't see a lot of guys his size be very successful in the NFL, and that's what I worry about. And I think Frank Wright's had enough question marks at the quarterback position. Stroud's just the safer prospect, and I think that's where David Tepper, to make that move, I don't think he, he wants to gamble too much uh, w- with this type of pick and Bryce Young. But I- I'm definitely on an island. I will say that right now. The odds are not in my favor for that. Well, I I actually think that when it comes to who should go number one,
0: it's pretty dead even. I mean, I feel like you hear half of people who prefer Stroud and half of people who prefer Young. Uh, And then most people have kind of the opinion that I do that they're very similar and each is worthy of that pick. But, you know, Vegas knows. Vegas knows. I mean, they had Trayvon Walker as the number one pick right about a week before the draft. The odds completely changed in favor of Trayvon Walker last year going number one. They were correct. Now, minus between minus 350 and minus 450 for Bryce Young to be number one overall. So Bryce Young is going to be the number one overall pick. They know. They know already. It's it's not if they the odds are that high. So that they know that it's gonna be Bryce Young. So that's the reality. So that's what's going to happen. And then we have to deal with the out the outcome of that. Because Vegas knows better than any of us. Better than any. It's not about who should, it's about who will. I mean, Trayvon Walker should not have been the number one overall pick last year. We all know that. I mean, look at what the Jaguars did. They passed on Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, how did that work out? We all said it was stupid at the time, and we were all right. But, you know, there's a difference between talking about what should happen and what will happen. Those are not the same thing. Um, although for me, I think if I had to choose, looking at Carolina's team, if I had to choose, I'm okay with them taking Bryce Young. They're not, CJ Stroud might be a little bit more ready to play right away, but they are so bad that... I don't think it matters. I think Bryce Young has the potential to be a little bit better overall between the two. So I would lean toward picking the one that I had a slightly higher ceiling. I think that's Bryce Young.
1: Even though the height's not there. So it sounds like Tyler, you're completely sold on like you don't want anything to do with the Carolina Panthers because I actually like what they've been doing here this offseason. I, I, I really like the I like the addition of Adam Thielen. I, I was already, you know, dreaming. Adam Thielen's cooked, man. He's cooked. I, He's I cooked. He looks so bad. <laughs> I don't <laughs> cooked, I, I just don't think he was schemed uh, schemed enough mm. last year. That's that's he where I am. Slow, old,
0: and out of shape. He looked cooked. Couldn't run a route, couldn't separate, couldn't do anything. He looked he looked totally cooked. I mean he was thirty three or 32, 33. I mean he looked cooked.
1: I don't think to he be
3: gets fair, that I mean back. I, those same exact things could be said about me, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're beautiful. You know, I oh, you're you. beautiful. <laughs> what are how old are you?
3: I'm thirty seven.
0: Oh well, but you have your Rubik's Cube mug. So that, that makes well, up for a lot of things. It
3: knocks at least three years off.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it adds at least five <laughs> years of beauty. You know, it evens you up with, with Adam. Uh, but no, Adam Thielen is cooked. I mean, he is he looks so bad. If you watch Oh, there's the mug right there. So put that in the camera frame. The people want to see that. Isn't that oh. like the most
1: epic thing? Very nice. I remember awesome. noticing
0: that the first time I recorded it. I was like, where, where can I get one? <laughs> I, get I want one of those. Uh, but no, Adam feeling is washed. I mean, I I don't, you know, I don't really understand. I, I no, I do understand. I, they they did it because they traded DJ Moore and a bunch of draft capital away to get the number one overall pick. You have to have players. You don't want to go through a situation where you bring in a rookie quarterback and there's nobody for them to play with because that can stunt their development. So I get why they did it. It's kind of a waste of money for a long term benefit. Um, so I get that. But Adam Phelan is washed. I So washed. I mean, if you watched him play last year, he didn't lose one step. He lost. He was seven steps off. I mean, he looked. I think Adam Phelan is is finished, personally. So I I have no interest in him. But I like the long-term building. I like the Miles Sanders move a little better. I like that one a little bit better. DJ Chark a little better. Lower cost, higher upside. I think DJ Chark looked better last year than Adam Phelan, even though he missed time.
2: I think I was looking, I think I've said this before, but I, when you look at, uh, Adam Thielen's yards per route run over the course of, I think last six, seven years, it's, it's it is a gross decline where it's just <laughs> steadily, steadily going down, 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 down. And then I, I believe it was at a barely over one yard per route run this past year. Um, so I, I think I'm, I'm, pretty much on the same page where for I'm reference not, that's, not very like, that's like excited that's, like, that, that's out of the league
0: level that's out of the league level that's worst, really one of like, the worst receivers in the league that kind of level it's that bad yeah he's just not he's not a for
3: guy. reference steve oh. ran 1.5 yards per route from last year so who, who did Steve Smith Sr. It was a joke. He's been out of the league oh. for several years.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I like Adam Thielen. He had a great NFL career, but his NFL career is, is at an
3: end. Vikings legend.
0: Vikings legend, absolutely. Totally a legend. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, his 2017 and 2018 were amazing for someone who kind of came out of nowhere, you know, shows that you can do anything, even though you don't get the draft capital. It's not a, a meaning to give up on a player. But you know, it's his time is passed. He's done. Hayden Hurst is the better signing. Oh,
1: give me left. a break! Give me. A <laughs> break. I, I mean,
2: I like Chark more than more than like. Thielen's well, Chark <laughs> was
0: the one who didn't cost that much, so I like Chark at what they paid. Hayden Hurst, I think you know, Hayden Hurst can block very well, very well. He can, he can block very well, and that's. I mean, look at what the the Vikings paid Josh Oliver. Like, you could get Hayden Hurst for less. I, I think that that's a good, a good value. They made a good value signing there. So I don't hate every move that they made, but they need to get their shit together uh, in the future. But I do try ownership a lot more than the Texans. I trust yeah, Carolina
3: is such a better landing spot in my opinion than the Texans. Like if of the two, like absolutely. The I really are like the guy. coaching staff that the Carolina Panthers are putting together. I think it's a really good coaching staff and I like their offensive line is a lot better than people realize. Like they have a really solid offensive line. Their defense is good. They're quite a young team. Um, They've got a lot of things on the up. They've got pieces they need to still keep building, but if they get like Bryce young or CJ Stroud, I suppose to me, they're sort of one, a one B in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I think I much prefer whoever goes to Carolina. I'm more excited about for for, yeah. for, for now. I, I've been that. Dynasty.
0: I've been that way the whole time. Is yeah. wh- whichever one goes number one overall is probably gonna is gonna be my QB one.
3: Yeah, I agree. Um,
0: but I at this point, it's gonna be Bryce Young. <laughs> Aw, hey. congrats, oh Ryan! Congrats on a great run. Proud of y'all, and I was happy to be a part of it as long as I was. Yeah, i, I not gonna lie. Um the reason that this show is being canceled on the Tuesday one is staying is because Ryan's on the Tuesday one. Um, I, I need Ryan. I I need Ryan. I love Ryan. Who doesn't? (laughs) No, I think everyone loves Ryan, but I, um, you know, I'm never going to say never, but I don't really see myself doing these long live shows without Ryan. So yeah, I, um, expect to see, I mean, the Tuesday show will continue. Ryan will be a part of it. And, uh, I um, been working with Ryan for almost two years, and I have been happy the whole time. So yeah, (laughs) I um, yeah, I love Ryan. And I'm I'm you need that
3: clip. You need the clip from like with Will Ferrell being like, "You're my boy, Blue." It's kind (laughs) of how I feel about
0: it, though. (laughs) I yeah, Ryan just makes the show easy for me to do. So I I like him. Let's go. <laughs> hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited. I mean, look, this show is just going to be a different show. Uh, I can tell you exactly what it's going to be like. Essentially, the way it's going to work, The show's still going to come out every week. Just the difference is that I, um, I'm, you know, those AMA threads I do on Twitter, or if you look on the YouTube channel, I have these Patreon question shows where I took questions from the patrons, uh, put them in a show doc, and then answered them live. It took the range from about 15 to 25 minutes. That's what this show is going to be. It's going to still be called Ask Tyler. Uh, but, you know, instead of sourcing the questions from the Patreon, which I will still do uh, for the patrons uh, every couple of weeks. But for this show, it'll be questions from Twitter. And I'll just answer them, you know, answer the questions, and that'll be the whole show. 15 to 25 minutes. I get like 100 questions in my Twitter threads. I'm obviously not going to do all of them on the show, but I'll pick my favorite 15 to 20 questions, answer them, and then that'll be the show. It'll be released. I'm going to try to figure out a consistent drop schedule, but even if I can't, it'll be about once a week, probably coming out later in the week to offset the Tuesday live show. So probably you're looking at a Friday or Saturday release most of the time for that show. And yeah, 15 to 25 minutes every week, and and I'll be doing that uh, in place of this show just feel like that's what people wanted. They all watched the Patreon show. They all said it was better. They all said, I actually talked about football. There were no distractions. I didn't seem cranky. And I, yeah, everyone loved it. I've never really had one negative comment about those shows. So that's telling me that that, that needs to be a regular show. So that's what that's what is gonna be replacing this. It'll still be in the same feed, the same thumbnail. It just won't be live. I'll be a lot shorter. I think that'll be better at the end of the day. We're moving away from these hours and hours shows in our society. Like I'm not that big of a YouTube channel. I have like 1600 subscribers on I mean, YouTube. That's nothing like the channel. Just can't support two, two hour live streams a week. There's just not the demand for it. It's not the demand for one, but I love doing it. So I'm going to keep doing it, but I want to try to create content. That's more consumable for the people. And as much as I love this show. It, this just isn't, it isn't it. People don't watch it after. So I'm going to try to give you guys something that like stands the test of time a little bit better. Cause at the end of the day, like I'm I'm doing this for you guys, like the audience.
2: Absolutely.
0: As a contender, what would you pay for Henry, Derek Henry? Good question. Uh, well, in my Patreon uh, spreadsheet, which you can find here, I have Derrick Henry not rated very highly. Uh, I don't in a super flex. I don't really think I'd give up any first for Derrick Henry. But what do you guys think?
1: It's so um, hard. Oh, go, ahead, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Oh, all right. Yeah. So you know the issue with Derrick Henry is that Tennessee just scrapped their entire offensive line, and so we have question marks there. We're hearing rumors they could trade up and get a quarterback, but I personally think. It's going to be Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis again. So, like, overall, this offense, whoever it is, is going to take a hit between one of those two quarterbacks. And, like, let's be honest, Derrick Henry, he has been an anomaly so far. He's kind of defied that age gap that we see in da- Dynasty Fantasy Football Leagues with running backs. Um, but I don't think I'm giving up too much for him, honestly. Maybe, like, a late second-round pick. But, again, I well, love that's the really – <laughs> I just love th- this group of running backs coming in, man. There's so many guys who I think can be difference makers in the second and third round of Super Flex Leagues that I don't want to overpay for them. You know, if I can shoot out a couple veteran wide receivers to them, um, maybe f- float a third or fourth round pick, maybe I- I'll do that. But I just don't think I'm going to pay for what the-, the Derrick Henry manager is going to want is my issue.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I, don't, I don't think – even at his age and everything going on surrounding the team situation, a late second probably doesn't get it done, yeah, but I'm not, but I'm, not I'm, probably
0: um, Conan. It doesn't get it. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. get it done.
2: But I, but it's I'm on the side. I'm there with you though, where I, I'm not trying to give up much Me more neither. than yeah, that. And it's, and it's like, you really have to be, like you are one piece and maybe you have a couple swings in the second. Maybe you, you toss one away to really try to secure yourself a chip. Fine. I get it a little bit, but I'm, I'm really not trying to give up even, even like a, a mid second. Like, like you said, it's, it's deep and it's loaded with just lots of running backs in a kind of like a tier together after the first one, two, three guys. It's, it's just this big, big clump of running backs. And there's something wrong with, basically every you could find some right. flaw with any of them but you can also, you know, talk yourself into any one of them. It's kind of what do you like, who do you who have you scouted the most maybe like whatever it is. There's and for sure there's going to be at least a a handful of these guys that that come out, they separate themselves from the pack and we're going to look back and be like, "Wow, mid mid second, like what a what a good value there 2 years ago, whatever it is." And I'm sure that's going to happen. So to really yeah i'm not trying to give up you know some of these swings where it's it's one big tier of of running backs and and i get to kind of pick and choose who i kind of like and obviously draft capital will will play a huge part in that but it's still right now you know you could potentially put 5 to 10 guys all kind of in the same bucket and i i don't want to give up a potential big hit in that in a later second round for that
1: And I think the big thing we got to keep in mind is you, you hit hit on just that. It's the draft capital with these rookie running backs. There is a big difference from production of being a fantasy running back too in PPR formats. If you're a day two pick, you have a decent chance. If you have a day three pick, it's almost impossible. We just did a case study over on the website not too long ago. And there's a big drop-off. So if some of these guys like Sean Tucker, Chase Brown, uh, the Tank Bigsby's of the world, if they fall into that that third day, then I might be more inclined to to use one of those second mid to late seconds and and try to package that to get Henry. But if if we're seeing a lot of day two draft capital for these running backs, I'm full send on a lot of them.
0: Hmm. Okay. I, I love it. If Jordan Addison goes to the Chargers, where would he rank for you?
3: Woo! I love Jordan <laughs> edison anyway, so if he goes to the Chargers, that's cool. I don't. I pretty much anywhere he goes, really. I I really like Jordan edison He's mm. probably my wide receiver one in this class. So really, oh, wow. really?
1: whoa, yeah. Why?
3: Uh, that. I think he's better. <laughs> you do. I think he's better than. Yeah, I do. Mm. I think uh I I'm not a big JSN guy. I'm really not. Why not? Like, I'm That's just like I think he's I think he's good I think he's been overblown I think that he's a solid slot receiver and I think he played in a, an elite wide receiver trio with a really good quarterback and if I was taking all three of them he's three like if I'm taking Garrett Wilson Chris Olave and Jason I would take Jason third
0: Oh, man so. it's tough I mean it's it's tough because if you just look at the college production we're talking about a player who. You know, in his age 19 season, not a little bit, but significantly outproduced two players who are now dy- in the dynasty wide receiver one conversation.
3: So, yep. those players, and it's pretty, tend pretty easy. To, it's a lot easier to do when you've got the cornerback one and cornerback two focusing on other people as well. I mean, that's a counter argument, you know?
0: Uh, it would However, be a counter argument if he were just good, but he was way better than they were. Well,
1: so I, I I think the other thing is we have to look at that Rose Bowl game from 2022. There was no Chris Olave, no Garrett Wilson on the field, and what did Jackson Smith and Njigba do? 15 for 347 and three, and like I know that's against Utah. Utah isn't known to have a a great defense in college football. However, that game means something to me. I don't think anyone can go out there and do that, and. I mean Marvin Harrison Jr. might be the best out of all four of these guys if we're being honest. Like, like, That's and I true, love yeah. I love Garrett Wilson. I love Olave. I have them everywhere. Um, but I think JSN belongs right in that tier with those guys. I think he'll be just as good, if not maybe a little better than Olave. I don't think he'll be Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson's an absolute dog. We uh,
2: we've talked about how Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave have both, you know, said that JSN is you know, better than them, not, not years ago, but even now too. And any, all right. So like maybe, okay, there could be something there in terms of they want to help their buddy out, their, their friend out. They know he's really good, whatever. Fine. But now we got, you know, Brian Hartland, the coach is coming out saying, you know, best wide receivers I've ever coached. Marvin Harrison one, Jackson Smith and Jigba two. And like that definitely gives me more, you know, that, that gives me more reason to buy in, then okay, his teammates say he's really good. Okay, fine. There might be some other yeah. external motivation. Teammates always
3: yeah out. bumping each other up like that. AJ Brown was saying that Elijah Moore is better than him, but I haven't seen that yet.
2: Well, that's why that's why I'm saying like okay, just the teammates saying it. Fine, I'll I'll take it. You know, I'll take it not too hard, but I'm still listening. You know, but now the coach is coming out saying like that. I'll I'll listen to a little bit more. I trust that information a little bit more, and more so it gets me. <laughs> giddy for marvin harris oh Oh. (laughs) right like I, i mean we've already seen how good olave how good wilson is we'll see how good jason comes out obviously he's crushed it when he was healthy but now we got enough even even a step up from that i'm i'm excited about that and if you watched him if you've seen any plays by him you just you just know he's special too
0: keep it up guys looking forward to the draft yeah i'm looking forward to the draft i mean we'll be live for all of it day one and day two anyway um yeah i'm looking forward to it i have a lot of guests it's gonna be a very fun show um yeah it's exciting
3: Dude, i can't wait
0: absolutely um yeah there's a lot of people who are on it i have to start sending out invites
1: <laughs> i'm almost as excited for day two this year as i am day one just because of like, like I don't think there'll be a ton of fantasy relevant players kind of going in the first round this year, but uh, second round and third round, I think we're going to get a lot of fun there. Um, I'm expecting maybe even some of these receivers that we are hyping up uh, like the Zay Flowers of the world, like the Josh Downs. I think they will be a day two pick eventually. So that Friday, man, that's I'm going to be ready to go. I'm, I'm fired up for it for sure.
0: Yeah. And as for this, I just want to say that it's I really appreciate it. And I know there are a lot of mountains to climb to get there. Um, yeah, it's what, important to note that. Uh, Jesse says, Evan, if all three came out last year, would you still have JSN third? Or is the fact that you've seen a year for Wilson in a lobby in the NFL making an impact on how you feel now?
3: Uh, yeah, no, I would still have him third. I mean, like I said, don't hear what I'm not saying. We've already talked about it. Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave are in everybody's top twelve dynasty wide receivers, so it's not like you're saying JSN's a bum. You know what I mean? Like I'm not saying this guy sucks. I'm just saying for me personally, like if I'm picking three of them in a startup, I'm taking him third out of you know the three of them every time. So that that's just my opinion. I I like him. I think he's really good. I think he's going to be a super solid pro. And I think that he is going to be really, really good in in Dynasty. I just, I'm not over the moon about him the way a lot of people are and the way the other three gentlemen on this this podcast are. And that's okay. That's what makes Dynasty fun, you know, is like, hey, if we all thought that every single player the exact same way, then it would be kind of boring because we would all just want the one and one, and nobody else would want any of the other rookie picks, you know. So, I, I yeah, for me personally, I I think I just like what I see in Alave and Garrett Wilson better. I think it's uh, maybe got more of a high high ceiling than JSN. I think he could have a really safe floor and be like a really really solid, really exciting, you know, wide receiver two maybe for your for your squads. But that's that's just me. I see. You know, again, we don't have to get into it. We don't have to be a JSN podcast, but I do actually um, have reasonings. You can go listen to my show if you really want to hear them. Like <laughs> we did a whole episode about JSN, so that's that's how I feel about him. I like him, but I'm just not as high on him as everybody else.
0: No, yeah. I would, I, mean, I, think- um, I would have JSN one of Ooh. these three. Ooh. Not now, not right, now. Right. Once you know that players succeed in the NFL, yeah. that's a huge, that's a huge bonus to their profile. So obviously not now
1: that was going to be as yeah.
0: prospects i would have jsn one and it really wouldn't be close for me
1: i mean, would have been blown by a lot tyler if you know? if i if i sat here today and i said i'll give you a lobby straight up for the pick that can get you jsn would you do that no, I'm, I'm not trying bit... sure have a lobby because i've seen him succeed in the nfl i'm talking about as prospects okay yeah i i was just wondering as prospects
0: be- jsn and alave are not in the same universe to me jsn is 5 times the prospect Olave, to me is someone who I significantly outperformed how good he was as a prospect. I was not a big fan. I still, I, I think that happens sometimes. I don't, I, it's not a process changing. There are process changing players for me. Chris Olave is not one of them. Not one of them. Not one. He's not someone who feel where I feel like my process was wrong. I need to fix this. It was just, it, you know, how sometimes. low
3: were you on him? Like, how low were you on him last year? Like, was he like your uh, year, three, four five?
0: Well, I mean, I think very, most people had, um, London, Wilson, and Burks battling for one, two, and three. Most people had those two; those three as the top three. Um, so I wouldn't be unusually low on him. I think I had him at... It, it's flip-flopped a lot between him and Williams at four and five, depending on how hurt Williams was at the time I was ranking. Um, okay. That was really it wasn't like he side. was like
3: your wide receiver 10 or something.
0: No. But to me, he was in a different tier from those... London and Wilson, to me, were the top tier. Burks was kind of in a group... He was clearly behind the top two, but ahead of everyone else. And then he was in the, Alave was in the next group, two tiers down from London and Wilson, who I thought were excellent prospects. And I think JSN is a, probably a similar tier to them, but better. Better, better prospect. Um, Where, yeah, so he would be quite a few tiers ahead of Alave though. It's going to be, I
2: mean, it's going to be interesting to see where he lands. I, I was wondering, honestly, on that like is there landing spots that are going to like really sway how you kind of feel or rank him at all no that's no, I yeah don't think i so. mean i think that's fair
0: no i think we've accepted i mean if we look at the landing spots for jsn none of them are good and we're ranking him pretty high anyway <laughs> they're not good i mean the he's not going to go to a good landing spot that's not going to happen unless someone trades up to get him but as the draft is currently constructed the the most likely landing spots are Houston, by
1: far. Yes. That's yep.
0: what I see mocked the most. Uh, Houston at 12. And then, I mean, other than that, it's a question of what do you think is more likely, him going earlier or later? I think earlier is more likely because I don't think Houston's going to pass on him if he's there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think being surprised, but even these
2: other teams and the team, no, they're not good. I mean, it's Chicago like at nine. I mean, Patriots or something. Ooh, the Patriots yeah. is worse. Yeah,
1: <laughs> this thing would be yeah. Better
0: than the Patriots. Yeah, uh, the
2: oh, Patriots absolutely. is dead
0: last. Chicago and the Patriots are close for how much I dislike. The landing spot. Those I would prefer the
1: Texans. Mad. I prefer. Oh, the absolutely. He's, oh, absolutely. He's the only man in town at that point. You know, him and Dalton Schultz are pretty much going to be getting all the targets. the share. Texans have well, young Bobby Trees Stroud, I yes, would prefer the Texans. Yes, if the Texans yes.
0: drafted Anthony Richardson, then I would not prefer the Texans.
1: Right, right. 100%. I would not prefer that. I
0: love yeah. Anthony. I actually like Anthony Richardson, the fantasy asset. But Anthony Richardson is another is a worse version of Lamar Jackson. Worse, can't pass. I mean, we're talking about this is. You know, what Trey Lance has delivered in the NFL, not what Trey Lance we hoped he could be. This is what Anthony Richardson is. Um, so we want to be careful of him uh, for our receiving weapons. The volume's not going to be there. So we were not going to like receivers who go there. Chicago's even worse because they already have DJ Moore and Justin Fields just doesn't have the high volume. So that's going to be bad too. Um, Houston would be my favorite if they had CJ Stroud. I'd like that. CJ Stroud would uh, be excellent. An excellent choice. Uh, is that not help. your favorite landing spot? If it's Bryce, though, well, I just assume that's not possible. Bryce is going to go to number one. Yeah, that would be even better. I mean, okay, I okay. like Bryce All right. a lot. All right.
2: Making sure, making sure. <laughs> I
0: like Bryce a lot, but I, I just don't. Mm. I've I've already accepted that Bryce Young going number one is a foregone conclusion. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm now we're looking at Houston's other possibilities, which are taking CJ Stroud, taking Anthony Richardson, or making a trade down. Those are their options, essentially. I don't think they're going to take another player at two. As Lalevice good as Will Anderson doesn't excite you? Who?
2: No, I'm kidding. Will Levis? No, Will Levis doesn't excite.
0: No. <laughs> um, you know, I don't get turned on by mayonnaise, so I don't think Will Levis <laughs> excites me. Um, nor Some did I get turned appeals. on by his uh, bathroom selfie. I think I'm good on that. Um. Yeah, it was a lot more of him than I wanted
1: to say. Dude's jocked, though. Dude is absolutely jocked. <laughs> I, I, it's... Can't deny it, man. Dude is absolutely uh, yoked.
0: Yeah. I, I just wish that he had a brain to go with all that muscle. That would really help. <laughs> but the, the brain seems a little lacking. So I'm, I'm good. I'm Will us. Scream Zach Wilson to me in every way. Oh, so I'll, I'll pass. Have some respect, man. How dare you? This
3: man's up yeah. like here with a family, and you're just burying him <laughs> with drops even. Will love Yeah. Um, I mean, wishing that illness. Ill I know, he but I heard that was very. I heard that was a joke though. Like I, I did because I, I bumped him down in my rankings so far because of that. And then I did hear him come out and say, guys, it was I'm not i really put mayonnaise in my coffee. So I'm willing to uh, give him a Bible ball in the coffee situation.
2: He does eat bananas with the peel on, from what I've what? heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's why that's why, oh, man, this yep, guy. That's why like trying
3: my best trying my best <laughs> to give him eyeballs. i'm like in his corner <laughs> trying to help him out here and he just does this to me it's like man what are you doing you're killing me killing uh, me levels. help me help you
0: yeah 10 days until the nfl draft
3: oh yeah man, i'm so excited it is literally like christmas can't wait
0: <laughs> i wish um there wasn't too much of a time difference
3: yeah, yeah, me too, actually. Because <laughs> I'm literally going to be up to like 3 or 4 in the morning every morning watching it.
0: You should come on the show.
3: <laughs> yeah. Just like, what's up, guys? Like, I mean, Ryan and I jams, used to record
0: like, our recaps on Sunday night after the games. Starting at about 11.30. Ah,
3: Ooh. man, I'm so excited. I am genuinely excited. Yeah, If if you're wondering why
0: I'm so loyal to Ryan, it's because he would stay up for me until like 2 a.m. every Sunday in 2021.
3: What a legend. It was
0: just (laughs) us. There were no guests. No one else. Just two of us.
3: He's a
2: real one. (laughs)
0: Apparently, the NFL was hesitant to send Quentin Johnson an invite. Um, uh Uh-oh. They sent Zay Flowers an invite, though.
3: Mm -hmm. My boy. Love Zay.
1: I, I I I kind of agree with this. I think Quentin might sit there a little bit longer than we think. I, I like the guy, but like let's be honest, this guy, in my opinion, he's a less freakish Christian Watson, in my opinion. I I think like if Christian Watson was in this class, I think Christian Watson would easily be my wide receiver too. Um just as high as I was pre draft on him last season. So that's kind of where I am on like QJ. I, I like him. I think he'll be a solid NFL wide receiver, but I just don't know if the 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 upsides there and I think maybe some some teams I don't know if they realize that but does he really get past the Vikings in the mid-20s that's I think the the one team that could bite (laughs) on him
2: yeah I mean I I do think uh, I don't think many teams have a first round grade on him if any but I do think he's going to sneak into somewhere in the end of the first round still just I I think some team is going to just kind of reach a little bit for them they need you know jsn's off the board they want not the smallest wide receiver ever in this class of just tiny tiny receivers um they're gonna see that height okay maybe it's intriguing there but I, I mean i agree in the in the sense that like it's it's tricky to see him going in the first round if we had you know any semblance of another prospect or two that could sneak up ahead of him and like very surely but I think at the end of the day he's still going to kind of sneak in somewhere like you said in the 20s.
0: There's a bunch of teams in the 20s who need that archetype. The
1: mm-hmm. Giants,
0: the Giants, 25. yeah, yep. The Giants have I, mocked Quentin Johnston because most people don't didn't think for a while he was going to get there, but if he's there at 25, he the Giants have nobody like that. They have yeah. all small receivers, nothing in that archetype. They I don't think he gets past the Giants at 25.
3: I, I actually think he has a lot of potential. I think he does stuff he needs to work on. I think there's some issues there, but it's really interesting. Actually, it's been I find it fascinating his sort of like pre-draft process, you know, because we started out like early in the offseason, everyone being super hyped on him and being like, Yeah, maybe he's wide receiver one. And then like as it's gone on and on, everyone's like, eh, maybe he's a second rounder maybe he's in third round you know and like everyone's like freaking out and like he's all of a sudden gonna become like a value by the time our rookie drafts hit. potentially the way that he's going because i do think he has a lot of potential i think he has some drops he has some body catches he needs to work on certain things for sure but he's a big dude he's fast you know in the field he has really nice yak i think there's some really really good things that he does and if he gets really solid coaching at the nfl level and he gets like another you know if he lands with some other wide receivers that can help mentor him a little bit he's a pretty young guy as well well, he's come out pretty early. Like I do think he has a lot of upside, but he's more risky. He's a lot more risky than like a JSN or Jordan Addison. So that's why we're seeing him probably drop a little bit.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I do wonder like how it's going to go. I mean, at this point, Zay Flowers is starting to work his way in with Johnson and Addison in the race to be wide receiver two in the NFL draft. Uh, so we'll see how that all kind of plays out. But if you look at the board, I, I have basically assumed that the Texans at 12 are going to take a wide receiver. And I do think that's going to be JSN and that's going to be wide receiver one. I, I'm not sure anyone before that is going to take a wide receiver. But then I look at some of the teams after that. New England at 14. Oh, that's not good. I don't so really want gross. Uh, so yeah, that's gross. like the worst. And, and not far behind in terms of bad is Baltimore at 22. That's almost as bad. I don't, I don't want. Uh, not a fan. You know, I faded Rashad Bateman for that reason. Uh, was right. I said he was good, not great. Good players don't tend to beat horrible situations. He didn't. We do the same thing with Clinton different Johnson. offense,
1: so a little different offense under Todd mm-hmm. Munkin. I think we have to keep that in mind. But I mean, OBJ not going to change who Lamar is. Yeah, OBJ, if Lamar even plays, and OBJ's there now as well. Um, so I think that con- convolutes thing, Mark Andrews, obviously going to be the, the leading target there, regardless, in my opinion. So it, it, he's probably the number four option in a, in a possible Lamar Jackson-led offense, whatever wide receiver lands there, which I'm not excited about. I agree with you, Tyler.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if that's worse than New England, though. New England is just as bad. They're both bad. The good landing spots are the Chargers at 21. That's like the really good one. Uh, Buffalo at 27 is kind of nice.
1: I would love Zay Flowers in Buffalo, man. I've I
0: He's not going right. to make it there. Maybe not. He's not going to make it there anymore. He was invited to Dude, the draft. You will hear me anymore.
3: all the way over in the States. If Zay Flowers goes to Buffalo, you will hear uh, me screaming all the way. He's not going to make it there. there, though. He's <laughs> going to be long Shush! He's going to be long gone at this point. Don't you Don't you rain on my parade.
0: I actually think it's more likely at this point that Quentin Johnston slips to Buffalo.
1: Could be very well. Could be. Yeah.
0: I mean, I would say they don't believe in Gabe Davis, and I don't think they really do. Mm. Quentin Johnston is would Why be repla- would be instead of Gabe Davis, long term.
3: Good. <laughs> it's uh, all these
0: all these landing spot
2: is the landing spot talk is so is so frustrating because I, I am a Pats fan. I live in Boston. I'm a big fan of the Patriots. And oh, so sorry. getting someone oh, not like Bijan, getting some, yeah, I, I understand that, but getting someone like Bijan, getting someone like Jason, if, if they're at 12, like uh, Jesse, I think mentioned, but it, that, that would be, you know, I'd be ecstatic as a, as a fan of the team. And then I'd just be so sad and crying inside as a, as a person that plays fantasy and talks about fantasy football and like talking about these landing spots. We've, we've already been poo pooing it all, all off season. It's like, Oh, I hope they don't go there. But it puts me in a tough spot because I'm like, that would be awesome for the team. (laughs) But
3: I'm saying that that. though, (laughs) as a Patriots fan, right? Do you not think, I mean, me personally, I just think what happened last year was like an all time low. Like it was an absolute train wreck, a disaster. As much as like, we like to make fun of Bill O'Brien and he's a bit of a clown and everything like that. He is a pretty good offensive coordinator. He is pretty good at like getting a game together, getting a game plan. I actually think they could be a lot better than people think they're going to be. So, I mean, if they got a JSN, if they got a solid really nice weapon to go with Juju and some of the other pieces that they're trying to put together. I actually think Mac Jones is a lot better than what we saw last year. I don't think he's ever going to be like a top five dynasty quarterback, but I think he's a lot more, more reliable, a lot better if they can work out. I know there's some issues going on with him and bill Belichick and stuff. We got to see how that plays out. But do you not think like, okay, say for talk's sake, him and, and Bill are singing Kumbaya off the same hymn sheet again. They're getting back in the same, you know, they're in the same uh, church meeting, whatever they want to call it. They're happy. They love each other. And then they draft JSN. They've got Juju. They've got, you know, whatever, a couple of things fall in the right place. I mean, that could be, you guys could be cooking with gas over there a little bit.
2: Absolutely. No, I, I definitely, you know, I think a lot of local local fans are completely off of the Mac train. All right. They, they hate what they saw last year after, a you know, a promising rookie year. And you know, I, I you you won't believe how many times I hear you know friends, other people just talking about the Patriots wanting Bailey Zappi to be the start, and it's like, but like, man, do people like, not realize, like... I give, yeah, it's I give him almost you know, obviously way less of a prospect and not as big of an extent that this reaches, but. He's almost in my mind gets like a Trevor Lawrence and yes. Urban Mayor yes. pass for me exactly. because of how bad it was. Like obviously exactly. nowhere near he's I'm not expecting Mac Jones to become no. Trevor Lawrence. He's not at all that prospect or anywhere near it. But I just think what they what the team, the staff kind of did to his year and kind of his exactly uh, just development, um yeah, yeah. His potential is just they just it was so frustrating and just I think if you really understand and like watch a lot of the games, like, I think you would kind of be in the same that, tier where that's you know, what I you're, don't
3: understand about Patriots fans though, is like, <laughs> I understand they've been jaded by so many years of excellence. I get that. Like I get it, but you look at like, if you're interested in football and you're really into it and you love the game, like you've got to understand that young quarterbacks take a little bit of time. They need good coaching. They need good offensive line. They need a good supporting cast. Most of the time, unless they're just like an elite otherworldly talent, which I don't think anyone thinks Mac Jones is. He's a good young talent. He's a talented young guy. He's good at what he does. And that's, From my understanding, that's even like part of what the rift is caused between him and Bill O'Brien was the fact, or sorry, between him and Bill Belichick was the fact that he was getting so frustrated with how bad the offense was being run that he was going to external sources trying to get help, trying to get himself some support. And Bill was not happy about that because Bill is such a it's my guys, you know, it's my way or the highway sort of dude. So that's a problem. But I just don't get this whole like everyone pooing on him and like acting like he's just like the worst thing ever. Because again, like you like you said, Trevor Lawrence is such a great case in point, but there's so many like that where there are these talented guys. You know, even when Sam Darnold came out, he was a talented prospect, but he came into a horrible situation with a horrible coach, a horrible supporting cast, and he failed. You know, it just happens. Like if you don't get like the right set of circumstances, it's really hard for these young guys to overcome it
2: yeah i mean I, obviously as as fans of the patriots we've been spoiled for many many years and so we look and we see like oh the team's not producing you know it must be the quarterback you know and it's like there's <laughs> so much more to it but you know every it's for years and years we could put you know we should just throw shit at the wall and tom brady would make it work you know and and it just feels like bill it kind of tried to do that with not tom brady and look where and like you know people call plays that have never called a play and like it's like if you just like all this before last season i was just like so uninspired and just not excited because i knew it just wasn't gonna end well like it's just yeah. like why does it sound to, to anyone a good idea to let someone who's to, to let someone run call plays that's never called the play that's been spent his almost his entire life on the other side of the ball it's just like we we're trying to galaxy brain it felt like you know oh he knows he knows what the defense is gonna try to do so he could call the it's, like, <laughs> it's like this is not how it works right you know so it's,
3: yeah
2: I, I'm, I'm definitely excited about you know kind of going forward bill o'brien i know he gets a lot of crap but yeah. i think to your like, like you said, when he's just a coordinator, like when he when he's not the the head coach and the general manager <laughs> of an organization, like yeah, I yeah. think he's actually not bad. But when yeah. you throw all, when you give him those multiple roles of like just being the most important two positions at, in the organization, it's like, yeah, he's not gonna be able to like follow through on something like that, like. No, it's like that's there's a reason why you don't see other coaches that are also just the GM of the entire franchise. Like that doesn't really seem to work. Um, So but I do think as a standalone, like an yeah. offensive coordinator, he can do some yeah, he's, he can do some things that will be much, much better for the team, for Mac. Um, And so to your point, like drafting someone like Jason or even Bijan for the running game, I know everyone that plays fantasy will hate it looking at, you know, the, the decrease in value for Ramondre who just kind of broke on and, and just the overall landing spot, the team, just how bad they were and kind of a lot of people still kind of project them to be, I think it, it looks really bad, but I think the team itself could kind of be surprising. Like you said, I think we could get back a little bit into what we look like even the year before when Mac played pretty well as a rookie, but we'll see. I mean, it's just getting me very excited for the draft. I just it, it just seems like we're not drafting like an offensive lineman at fourteen, which is like I feel like I'm just expecting offensive linemen or like really bad wide receivers in the first round because we're near the end. And like for the first time, we're like, okay, we're kind of in the middle, and there <laughs> might be a couple guys that are exciting. And and then we're obviously we're gonna take some dude from Rutgers, no one ever heard of. I'm sure. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's some offensive build. tackle was
3: like a fourth round grade <laughs>
2: yeah i mean That's and he turns strange. out and he, and he, he yes. like actually becomes worked out pretty all right good last year. Shouldn't yeah, shouldn't have yeah. taken him in the yeah, first yeah. round <laughs>
3: it's frustrating welcome back but... tyler <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i'm very interested to see what the texans do if Bijan and jsn are gone at 12 i mean i think that's i think that's like i said earlier
2: about teams potentially reaching to try to get guys to really help yeah i, I don't know I just think they might uh take another on at 12 i like i feel like there's a chance they reach for you know one of these other wide receivers uh, I really, I, I, I,
1: there, be... there's so much good defensive line talent right in that area of the draft lucas van ness nolan smith um, I, I think a lot of those guys, you could kind of make the case for it, that, that pick. But I think if they do want a, want a wide receiver, maybe they try to trade back into the 20s a little bit, get a little extra draft capital. But that would kind of be worst-case scenario for the Texans, in my opinion, if JSN is off the board at 12. And I don't know who does it, though. The Bears, I, I think they're the only ones frisky enough to maybe to maybe pull that trigger.
0: People keep saying Atlanta's going to take JSN. I just don't buy it. I think, I think they're
1: more, more likely, likely to take, take Bijan, right. Yeah, I agree with that.
2: Yeah, no,
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. The odds, the odds dictate that as well, that, that Atlanta's the new favorite now to take Bijan. I wouldn't hate that.
3: <laughs> Arthur Smith. Arthur freaking Smith, man. He definitely would take Bijan. And then he would take like he would take like A chain in the second round as well. <laughs> <laughs> just like, we don't need a quarterback we don't need a stinking quarterback we're gonna run the and ball then, and then have and then have Patterson and times.
2: Algier and Bijan all splitting
3: snaps yes. wildcat <laughs> just a wildcat all the time yeah which one of these three running backs is gonna take the snap you tell me
2: <laughs> I mean I think Bijan would definitely at least be you know kind of in- interesting there and someone you could get I mean you're going to get be excited about almost anywhere like there's not really like a truly bad bad landing spot there's landing spots you really don't want him to go cuz there's another elite guy but even then he's so he's so good that he's going to work him work his way in um but yeah no it's
0: I'm just levis just makes need, banana I just, I and mayo sandwiches with rotten bananas and <laughs> bananas. That's funny
2: you see that's yeah that's funny but- I you see fog. the next the next comment look there's an actual video of okay, the banana eating with the peel with the peel that's, i'm, I'm that's sure i don't want to so that one's that. definitely true oh, well man. you
0: know i'll be live to do my reaction to it you know we'll have to say we'll have to say i'll put up those what stories. if it's
2: you know what if it's all just like a publicity stunt like that offensive lineman that like made those weird smoothies last year like i would never heard of him but he was known as the guy that blended eggs and like whatever a hamburger and like whatever orange juice into a smoothie and that's what he drank every day it's like he made an imp for himself maybe it's what
3: <laughs> the banana man
2: <laughs> <It's>... oh man <laughs> uh, but i i agree i agree with you there in terms of as a as a fantasy manager as a fantasy you know someone that talks it and breathes it i'm not going to be wanting this but as a t- as a someone that Cheers on the local team and wants them to be better. I, I, it's tough not to want one of those guys, but I think for the sake of fantasy, I'm more on board with them going anywhere else. <laughs>
0: um, is it a hot take to say that Bijan, Gibbs, and Charbonnet could all be ranked above Taylor this time next year? Well, Bijan is ranked ahead of Taylor now. Um, Gibbs, no, it's not a hot take at all. He's Three years younger, and you know, Taylor will be starting to go over the other side of the age. No, it's not hot. Charbonnet, that one's a I little see, hot. I don't know if I see that as likely, but it's not crazy.
2: But this time next year, that, one, that I don't one's know the, about like a little yeah, bit. Of, that's, that's the little bit of spice that's it. been sprinkled on the tape. I
0: doubt it, but it's not crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just, <laughs> I mean, there are landing spots where Gibbs would be ranked ahead of Taylor for me now. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, if Gibbs goes in the first I round to like the Gibbs. Chiefs, he'd be ranked ahead of Taylor for wow. me in Dynasty. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Take, give me the three years on the first round draft it's, it's not. It's not hard. And that's what you yeah. have to do. That, that's the move you have to make. That's how you win in Dynasty. You get the plus value to go back in the age on the running back curve. That's how you win. The only thing, the only reason it's difficult now is because everyone wants to do that. So you have to, you know, instead of working with 10 other managers, you have to find the two or three suckers in your league. <laughs> they still are.
2: Hey, but they. every league has them. Every I know, has that's why
0: I don't enjoy playing against the, the best of the best competition. I, I treat fantasy football like poker. I don't want to play you don't, against the best.
3: If you don't think your league has a sucker, that means you're the sucker. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly that's why i treat fantasy football like poker i don't want to play against the best competition i want to roll i like steamroll i like winning i like steamrolling with bad competition i ever get tired of it that's a hot
2: take you like winning
0: <laughs> yeah i don't think
2: i mean I'm ki- no i'm kidding i think i think everyone would prefer that
0: <laughs> now some people don't care some people don't like winning that much
3: that is true actually yeah like i know um you know dynasty outhouse like he's just like loves it he's just like playing for the love of the game and he just loves like trading like crazy he's he likes winning but it's not like his be all and end all do you know what i mean
0: yeah he's always like i always tell him like he always asks me like why don't you make a trade with me i'm like winning is fun he's like but make a (laughs) trade i'm like no but i like winning (laughs) i don't want to make a trade if you want to make a i always am like make a bad trade with me and then i'll make it
3: <laughs> Give me your great players for my Give me your players. great players for and bad, bad ones, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll
0: gladly trade with you. Just woke up pretty hungover. What, um, what are y'all's best hangover cures? Uh not drinking in the first place.
3: I was literally gonna say that. Dang it! You stole my dad joke.
2: Um, I don't drink. So. Usually, I'm usually a, a greasy food and a blue Powerade or Gatorade. That's that's usually my go-to. <laughs>
1: Got to pop that ibuprofen too, man. That stuff is magical. <laughs> I hope you already have a couple in you today. But yeah, I agree with the greasy food part 100%. Hungover on a Monday though. That's impressive. I appreciate that. That's a different level of degenerate out there.
3: Yeah. He's just getting ready well, for the
2: that, draft. That's that's my entire city right now. <laughs> yeah. It's Marathon Monday. Everyone, A lot of people have a, the day off from work. And they are right now in the streets. I've already, I was at Chipotle earlier. People got kicked out for being too rowdy. I was... At watching the marathon already, a fight broke out down the street. Like it's it's people are getting getting crazy on this Monday.
1: I need to get to <laughs> Boston then. Jeez, what am I doing? <laughs> that
0: was a good line. It was. If Renfro gets traded, does Jacoby Myers have high end wide receiver two upside? I mean, you know, I have the upside to be on the cover of Vogue. That's your answer, Matthew. No. Yeah, um, I mean. No. The end. Order 66. What's Hawkinson's value in 2.0 tight end premium uh, in terms of equivalent wide receivers? <sighs> uh, 2.0 uh, tight end premium is a lot. I would say. Uh, like. I don't know. DJ Moore. Pittman
3: pretty high pretty someone pretty good maybe think, even better. yeah 2.0s uh, yeah, definitely range. maybe um, even more than 2.0s yeah
2: yeah i mean i think that's someone good people, i mean those have, are good mm-hmm.
3: yeah i mean it definitely anybody in, in that sort of teens range. to like 20s range you know of like wide receivers for sure
1: i think the big question mark here though is what do they do in the draft with that wide receiver two position if they just go into the the season it's kj osborne at that wide receiver two I think Hawkinson has a lot of value. I think he's a number two target in this offense. However, we're kind of talking here that maybe it's QJ, maybe it's someone later on the draft. He treated for him
3: for a reason, so, and, and they were right. comfortable letting Thielen walk. So I, I think he's definitely tied in such a barren landscape anyways. I still think he's going to be locked into a top five or six role no matter what they do in the draft. So I think in a 2.0 tight end premium, I still think he's got a lot of value. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah I mean someone would... very
0: good is the answer yeah um, well let's see so I do want to give um, so talk about talk a little bit more about stuff you guys have coming up or just anything you want to talk about
3: I'm excited about the draft
0: <laughs> yeah but like <laughs> tell the people about your stuff we're all excited for the
3: draft. Um, yeah. I mean, that's my stuff is I run a podcast, Dynasty Debates, a couple episodes a week. Uh, we've been just hitting lots of prospects for the last couple of months, but we're year-round podcasts. So have loads of guests on, talk about loads of interesting stuff, all Dynasty related. Uh, writing and rankings over at Dynasty Nerds. And yeah, that's pretty much pretty much my stuff, really. Short, sweet.
0: I love that. Um, I listen to Dynasty Debates all the time. It's in my podcast feed. So I'm very. Excited. I love you. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs>
3: um,
0: Seth, tell the people
1: about yeah. So, your- uh, yeah, inbetweenmedia.com. That's where you can find everything I do. I'm kind of the the brains behind that operation. Just had a fresh redesign over the weekend, so website's up and running. We got columns, articles coming out all year long. Uh, Also here on YouTube at IBT underscore media. That's the best way you can support us. We have our uh, fantasy football live stream podcast on Tuesday nights, 9 30 PM. We also are balls deep right now in the PGA and NASCAR seasons. We keep hitting some big outrights over there. So even though it's not football, we can still help you guys win money. Uh, You know, we're pounding the draft pavement as well. We got rookie profiles coming out. So at IBT media uh, underscore media on Twitter, that's how you can, or, at, on Twitter and YouTube. That's how you can best support us. Tyler, appreciate the platform though, man. It's uh, good catching up with you, bro.
0: I appreciate that. Um, and then, you know, as for, as for me, I, I'll take, it's a good offer, but I'll, it's tough. I'll take the one two and one there, but I think, I, I think I'm done talking about football today. Um, I appreciate uh, as Jesse is saying Uh, All the Monday shows, Um, I appreciate everyone who's watched them. You know, I appreciate everyone who has sent in questions. And, you know, I appreciate everyone who's given my YouTube channel a chance. Um, Honestly, it hasn't been the success I've wanted. Uh, I've, you know, there was a point in my life where, you know, when AskDLF was doing well. uh, And then, you know, I was starting to carry over some of that success to this channel. Um, that I thought that YouTube was going to be like a path to being a superstar for me. And maybe I'm just over it. Maybe I don't have it. Maybe I'm just, I don't have the patience for the grind or, you know, I just, I'm better behind the screen, better recorded. One of the things I hate about live content is I can see how well it's doing while I'm live. (laughs) I don't like that. It's one of the reasons why I'm going to record the Ask Tyler show recorded. Because then I just get to focus on the shows and see how the show does later. not trying to focus on how the numbers. I get down when I see not that many people watching the show. Um, So, you know, it's been a lot of fun for me to produce this. And I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it. Uh, It's been having a show in this format since Ask started. I mean, it's been almost two years of doing this type of show pretty much every week for almost two years. And, you know, I, I did it with Cal for a while and then, you know, Addison came on and then, you know, we transitioned to doing it uh, with Ryan. Um, and then, you know, there's been a bunch of different lineups over, you know, Conan was on that show uh, for a period of time as well. Um, but yeah, I just, I appreciate everyone who's given it a chance and, you know, this isn't the end. Uh, I'll, I'll be doing the recorded show. The Tuesday show is going to stay the same. I will say, though, I, I will say, if you like what I'm doing, this is how you tell me, Patreon. It's in the link here. It's on the link on the podcast feed, which is doing very well, by the way. Thanks for everyone who's listening on there. Um, <laughs> another reason why we're going to more recorded content. <laughs> People seem to lo- like start picking up the podcast as well. Um, and just, yeah, the Patreon um, supports everything else that I do. So, yeah, I, I promise it's worth it. I promise. I, at the end of the day, when I, do, and part of the reason why I'm moving away from the YouTube is while these shows can be entertaining, I'm not sure how actionable, I'm just, and it's just not my strength. Providing actionable content live in a group setting just isn't my strength. I do it, I think there's a lot more entertainment on these shows oftentimes than there is actionable dynasty advice. But I can do it. I can do it. I'm very good at it. That's how I got my start in the industry. Wasn't being entertaining. You know, I I was at DLF long before I even released any YouTube shows. Long time before that. So no one really knew that I could even be entertaining. You know, I got my start writing articles and doing like actionable content and helping people win. And that's what my Patreon is. You just you get to ask questions in the Discord. You get to work with me in DMs, and I help you win. You know, you don't have to worry about watching me live. You just get to ask me whenever you want, and I'll help you win. And that, at the end of the day, really is my passion in this space. Not YouTube, not writing, not Twitter, not any of the other stuff. Um, it's its that. That's what I love to do the most. It's what makes me happy. And all the other stuff can, but that that always makes me happy, is hearing the, like, success stories from my Patreon. So, and th- and that's why... I think I've kept going in the space, even when I've had a lot of struggles over the years. So I just encourage everyone to give it a chance. You know, I know it I know it costs money, and I know that that's not going to be for everybody. And that's why there will always be YouTube and, and Twitter where you can interact with me for free. And, and that's not going to go away entirely. But if you want to support me, the Patreon is the best way. And, you know, I just appreciate everyone who, even if you don't sign up, even just giving it a look, just considering it, um... And if you want to just get the rankings, I have a Venmo offer. Uh, it's on my Twitter. You can find it there. I'll, I can send it as well. You just pay $15. You can get my ranking spreadsheet for the rest of the offseason. So that's saving a lot of money over the Patreon. You just have to pay once. So that's another thing I put out there to try to make it more convenient for people who are just interested in the rankings and, and nothing else. So I have that as available as well. Um, and I appreciate Ed. Ed. You know Ed and Jesse have been two of the people who have asked the most questions over the years. I um, mean, you can still ask questions on the Tuesday show. That's not going to change. We'll just have a topic as well. We'll have a topic as well. It won't just be AMA. We'll have a topic. I'll have a show sheet. And questions can be integrated as a part of the show. But don't worry. Tuesday every night, 7.30 Eastern, you will still have the opportunity to ask questions. And then, yeah, I appreciate everyone. I appreciate the audience. And uh, it's been a fun ride. And uh, thanks for being part of my last show.
3: Thanks for having thanks for us on, buddy. Congrats, Definitely man. keep going, keep going, man. Keep following your dreams, keep following your passions. And it's good to know yourself. You know, like I like hearing you say, you know what, this is what I'm good at. This is what I'm not good at. It's, you know what? Find what you're good at. Keep going. Keep, doing it. keep following your passions, follow your passions, man. Don't give up. All right.
0: I won't. I won't. I don't. I don't <laughs> quit. I'm not a quitter. But I, um, you know, I think people will love the solo show. People have already loved it. They love the Patreon version. It's going to be the same show, just with questions from Twitter. Nothing else is going to change. People have loved that show. And it's the content I've done, to be really honest with the people, this might <laughs> sound a little sad, but it's the only YouTube content I've done this year that I've been. So, you know, I got to work on trying to make the Tuesday show something I can be proud of. I haven't really been proud of the work I've been doing on here in a while. And, you know, I'm going to work on that for the Tuesday show, try to make it something I feel like I can really be proud of. Like I am of that show, of those solo shows. And I want to deliver that on everything. But those shows, and they're on the Patreon question show playlist on this channel, I'm proud of those. And I can really say that I'm proud of them. And I can't say that about any of my other shows that I've done recently. It's been a struggle for me on YouTube. So, you know, give those a watch. I, you'll see a different me. I don't seem like this. I'm not sad or anything or, you know, kind of melancholy. I just excited, talk football, answer the questions and head out. So, you know, check those out because again, it really feels really good to do something you're proud of and, you know, I just want to find a way to bring that to the other stuff. But until next time, I'll see you all later. Peace. Peace out. And let's get excited for the draft.
2: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> 10 days.